Broadcasting from behind the Second Amendment Iron Curtain in the shadows of the New York City skyline, this is Gun For Hire Radio, the voice of one million New Jersey gun owners, with your hosts, Sandy Berardi and Master Firearms Trainer, Anthony Calandra. Live from the land that freedom forgot, the most listened to Second Amendment broadcast in the nation. Welcome to it. The most. Before I introduce our guest extraordinaire, a couple of things I want to get out of the way. Number one, if you're texting me or messaging me on social media, it's not me. Just so you know. <laughs> it's a robot. It's an auto I have a, I have a flip phone. I'm not. And social media, I post a radio show, and then Phoebe and other assistants handle all the answering and stuff. I don't go on it anymore. So I pretty much so because we're getting repetitious messages, people sending me stuff. People also send me off-color stuff. Just so you know, they're not reading it. If you want stuff to get to me, it's info at gunforhire.com. It's the only way you're going you're gonna to get to me. And, you know, last week or the week before I had a call to action I want some heavy hitters on the show, and I, I called out uh, Teresa Einacker, Melissa Dini, uh, Tony Simon, Mark Cheeseman. Mark Cheeseman responded the next day, um, and um, Teresa responded the same day. I haven't heard from Melissa. I haven't heard from Tony Simon yet, so I'm ripping a piece of clothing right now. You're dead to me. <laughs> you, you better get back to me or you're not going to be on the show. Uh, Sandy, I had, I had a little bit of an industrial accident. Yeah. I learned something new today. Uh, so, you know, since I've been plugging the Stelladoro cookies on the show, yes. I've gotten two anonymous shipments of Stelladoro cookies. <laughs> and I got one not-so-anonymous shipment of Stelladoro cookies from uh, the lovely Mark and Holly Dacos, who are members of the range. And uh, they wrote, enjoy the gift. You're getting too thin on us. Maybe this might add or one, one or two pounds back on. Just a little something to say thank you for all you do for the 2A community. Enjoy your gift and don't forget to share. Share? I'm not sharing. But anyway, I, I found out something that you can't do. What, what I was that? drinking green tea and I had a Roman egg biscuit and the shit blowed up in my face. Did you? Yeah. It's got to be either milk or coffee. It can't, yeah, be green gotta, tea. can't be green just, tea. I just want to share that Wait with everybody. Let's roll back just a moment or so. Yes. You were drinking green tea? I am right now, too. Oh, I'm worried about you. Yeah, I'm, trying to, I'm trying to live a couple more years. So, okay. but Mark, Mark Dude, and that Holly, ship has sailed. I'm Mark sorry Holly, for both of us. Thank you. The two anonymous deliveries, thank you. I've been taking one or two cookies from each package, and I've been putting the rest in the break room, sharing with staff, much to, against my will, to be quite honest with you, because I prefer to eat them all myself and hoard them, but I'm not. So our guest today, this is a new series, you know, of our, it's our two-way heavy lifter series. We're going to continue to invite guests on that hit every uh, cross-section and spectrum of the 2A community. And she is really one of our unsung heroes. She's been around a, a long time in the 2A community. She's been volunteering forever. And, uh, you know, her, her, her credentials are a mile and a half long. I mean, she's... Uh, Admitted to, to the bar in New Jersey, New York, and the U.S. Uh, District Court and the District of New Jersey Supreme Court of the United States. She's a board trustee of CNJFO, Coalition New Jersey Firearms Owners. Uh, owners, owners sorry. She's New Jersey State Director of Women for Gun Rights, formerly known as the D.C. Project. This is a big one. We're going to be discussing this a lot today. She's former managing editor of the Seton Hall Constitutional Law Journal. I wonder why she's former. She'll tell us in a few minutes. Uh, she does legal analysis of the Bruin case, which was published in the SCOTUS blog, From Constitutional Orphan to Treasured Heirloom. Boy, i got to read that article again. It's been a while, Teresa. Uh, and she's been on Fox News with me. Uh, we were on, I think it was the, not Megyn Kelly, Martha McCallum, maybe Megyn Kelly, too. She'll elaborate in a minute. She's been on CNN for the Gun Town Hall. She's a security mom to her daughter. They live in rural Burlington County, but her hometown is originally Edison. She's also a Girl Scout and a Girl Scout troop leader and a ham radio operator because, you know, you know she has nothing else to do in her what free time. What a slacker. And, yeah, and she'll go over all of her contacts and everything here. But she's also she might be a little stressed out and lacking focus today because her daughter started driving yesterday. Ooh. <laughs> And we all know what that feels like. So without further ado, I would like to introduce one of our 2A heavy hitters, Teresa Einacker. Welcome and finally for finally being on the show. Thank you. Thank you for having me. This is such an honor. 
No, we're honored. To be, I'm honored, not Sandy. I'm honored. <laughs> it's awesome to be here. Thank you so much. And that's quite an introduction. And yes, my daughter got her uh, driving permit yesterday. Uh, so I'm uh, sorry. Thank you. It's a little scary. It's oh, a it's a scary. lot scary. It's a lot scary. But, well, they but, grow up. What can you do, right? Yes. You know, you're very active on social media. You're very active with CNJFO. You're very active with the uh, Women for Gun Rights, formerly the D.C. Project. So, And I see you answer questions so many times from the legal analysis, just like I see Melissa uh, from uh, her, her perspective answering stuff from an FFL perspective, right? So right. I'm like, I, I want to get all of these people on one at a time. And you can, you know, further answer questions and further tell people, what are your feelings going forward? You know, we have a lot of, uh, there's a lot of dissension amongst the ranks because people don't like the way our legal team is going about it. And we should be doing this and we should be doing that. And again, hammer it an anvil. There's all these different uh, perspectives, Teresa. But I want to hear yours firsthand. But first, tell us uh, from the beginning, how did you get started in this madness with us 2A people? How long has it been? Et cetera, et cetera. Give everybody a little bit more background other than the bullet points I just read off that you supplied to me yesterday. Oh, sure. Uh, I think it's been about 15 years now I've been involved. I, uh, you know, applied for my FID card and going through that process, it shocked me a little bit uh, about how difficult it was. I really knew nothing about it. And um, the uh, the state troopers, I go through a barracks, they asked both of my personal references what my relationship was like with my then husband. And I I found that kind of really offensive. Wow. Um, I was really surprised wow. by that. And I thought, oh, they're only asking that because I'm a woman. And why would I want uh, to get my own firearm and to be, you know, independent and, and exercise my rights? So, shit. Yeah. Yeah. So and both of my references, they didn't really know each other. So to have them each tell me they were asked that question, I was really surprised. So that's when I started to look under the hood a little bit more about the process. And I realized that it was just rife with abuse um, and infringement. And then, you know, there, that's when the, the taper was lit, as we say, you know, the spark, uh, <laughs> the spark that started it all. And I started volunteering with groups, um, NJ2AS. I worked with Frank Fiamingo. I was the communications director for them for a long time. Um, eventually, CNJFO was formed, and I worked for a while as their communications director. But as I started to take on more duties with DC Project, which is now Women for Gun Rights, um, we, it expanded to a state level, and we can talk more about that. Um, I relinquished my duty as communications director with CNJFO, but I stayed on as a board trustee. So I'm a voting board member of CNJFO. So that is that is how it started. And Anthony, I remember more than 10 years ago testifying against bills with you there. I'm sure you remember. Oh, yes. And all the rallies and all of that. So uh, that's that's how it started. And it's, you know, I've grown to love this community. I, I, I love it. I absolutely love this community. If people only knew how great this community was, um, they would find it very difficult to criticize us. Oh, yes. So so real. They asked what your relationship was. Holy right. shit. That's that was, what was my relationship right, like? right there. Yeah, I was like, that is just out of line, in my opinion. So. Um, yeah, it really, it took me by surprise. So anyway, that's when I started to look a little bit deeper into the process. And I, I realized that every, you know, town was different and, uh, just all the mishandling along the way and all the infringement, it was pretty ridiculous. So we, we still suffer with a lot of those infringements today. Wow. I, I'm still blown away by that. So mm -hmm. so I, I read all of your analysis uh, post-Bruin. And uh, how do you feel about the Bruin decision? And how do you feel about all the cases that are percolating uh, at the lower courts? Uh, share Share some of your enthusiasm. Share some of your constraints or whatever for everybody out there in a realistic manner as possible. Because we all, you know, I sometimes I get crap from some of the lawyers for, for talking too much. But I'm like... People have to have hope 
too. Oh, we just absolutely. can't come on and, and beat everybody up and be negative. We got to have a little ray of a, a slit of sunshine at the end of the tunnel that we can kind of focus on. You know? Oh, absolutely. I'm I'm all about sunshine. People who know me even say sometimes it's a little bit too much. You know, <laughs> that I try to stay optimistic and positive um, when we're under fire. I love Bruin. Okay, I absolutely love Bruin. It was so long overdue, and all of the cases uh, that had gone you know, before the SCOTUS that they decided not to take. And um, I believe it was the Rogers case and uh, Justice Thomas yeah. wrote a dissent in, for, in that case. And that was brilliant. But I knew that was the, the glimmer right there that I knew he was, they knew, you know, yeah. we're suffering out here silently. We're suffering out here and doing everything we can. But it looks like they don't know, but they know, you know. So that was really good to see. And uh, that was my little glimmer of hope coming from Thomas, but uh, I absolutely loved Bruin. I think it's a great decision. You know, it's it's like a, giving us a tool now that we can use that we never had before. Of course, we had Heller and, you know, thank God for Heller, you know, it established that we have an individual right. You know, there's a bunch of things in there that we can continue to use to our advantage, but Heller was being abused. And uh, I think that Thomas tried to, you know, clarify that. And he even said that the lower courts were abusing Heller. So, uh, we have every reason to hope. Bruin is on our side, right? We have it on our side. Now, the, the courts are very reluctant, obviously, mm -hmm. apply Bruin properly. And they just, they need to, um, you know, do their jobs, do it properly if they are. They will realize that, you know, what Bruin says. And, and the burden's on the government because of Bruin. And it's a, that's the hugest change, I think, for us is that we've always been on the defense. We've always been in this position where we're behind the eight ball, but with Bruin, what it does is it forces the government to prove that they're, you know, that what they're trying to do, okay, uh, meets a certain criteria. And, and so having them have the burden is, is a relief to us in a way, because we sort of have the upper hand. It doesn't feel like it, but we do, you know, so um, as long as these things, you have to be patient. Obviously, they go through the courts. I, I don't like how they, instead of ruling on something that they can rule, they'll wait and play games, wait for a year. As you can see, you know, they really only have delays on their side at this point, right? Oh, um, and that's all they have. Yep, yeah, that's all they have. And that's why you see them deploying it. Let's hope that maybe they get tired of that. Let's hope that maybe eventually the SCOTUS will tell them that they're abusing it. And I do think those delays are an abuse of their authority. Um, you know, they're very, I don't know, they're, they're having people lose faith in the system when they do things like that. Um, so I, I definitely think that Bruin is like a hammer we can use. They are using it everywhere. Um, it's as clear as day to me, but obviously some courts are trying to say maybe it's not so clear. Let's clarify you know is it 1791 is it you know post-civil war okay you know we're starting to see courts acknowledge that it's 1791 as the standard so we're getting there you know we're getting there and it, it takes time these things take time unfortunately um and it affects our everyday lives right because we want to carry in those places that we can't carry right now so be patient. I'm very confident that it's going to be okay. Um, and yeah, just stay positive about it and keep now, supporting. Yep. Keep supporting. Tell us who, tell us who you feel we should be supporting. Who you, who, who, what are your close organizations? Obviously DC project, which is now women for gun rights, right? Yes. What's going on there? Let's, let's talk about the mansion on main street on April 20th. Cause that's right oh, around yes. the corner. Tell yes. us a little bit about that first. Okay, great. So we are having a fundraiser. It's a joint fundraiser of Women for Gun Rights, which is formerly known as the DC Project, and CNJFO together. This is our uh, next joint fundraiser, April 20th, coming up soon at the Mansion on Main Street in Voorhees. And Mike Baruti is the most generous donor and the most generous host who allows us to host these um, you know, these fundraisers there and maximize our, our fundraising capability. And it's absolutely a gorgeous facility. It's a wedding facility uh, with multiple rooms. You know, there's marble everywhere and staircases. And, you know, there's an outdoor area with a fire pit and the guys are smoking cigars. And it's, it's so much fun. It's really a great time. So that's April 20th. Right now we have uh, our MC is going to be Charlie Cook of Riding Shotgun 
with Charlie. Many great of you guy. know him. Yes, he's going to be great. So we're, uh, we're really excited about having him as MC. We also have Dick Heller is going to be a speaker. He's coming up uh, from D.C. again. He will be uh, one of our featured speakers. And we also have a woman, Lucretia Hughes. She is a supporter of Women for Gun Rights. She's from Georgia, and she has the most poignant story. Uh, in 2016, her son was killed by a felon uh, with a stolen firearm while uh, he was playing dominoes. And uh, she has testified before Congress and riveted everyone about how no additional law would have saved her son and how uh, she is a gun owner herself and does not want to be disarmed. Uh, so it's, she's, I have the goosebumps just mentioning it, and I can't wait for everyone to hear and to meet her. So it's exciting times ahead. Uh, you can purchase your tickets on the CNJFO uh, website uh, under events. And if they have any questions, of course, they can reach out to me. Listen to me, uh, guys every, and girls listening. An opportunity to meet Dick Heller and have him uh, bring with you a copy of the Constitution and have him sign it. I have one. Rosie and the CNJFO people uh, gave me, all of you people gave me a signed uh, Constitution, pocket Constitution, signed by none other than Dick Heller, which is in my office behind my desk. I cherish that. Uh, Charlie Cook, Riding Shotgun with Charlie, started a series. I was on it a long time ago. We're, we're very good friends. It'll be an honor to have him MC it. And as far as Lucretia goes, uh, she spoke in 2018, I believe, before NRA and uh, the NRA annual meetings about her plight with her unfortunate uh, death of her son. And since that time, I've broken bread with her many a times because she's at every NRA board meeting because she's on the outreach committee. Uh, so I get to spend a lot of time with her and uh, Rick Ector, and we hang out all the time. And she shared her story, and you're absolutely right. It will give you goosebumps, and she'll probably share her story uh, that day. So it to not go would, would be a horrible thing. And I'll tell you what, the mansion on Main Street, they're on StandStrong.biz as well. And if anybody wants to have an event, if you're in the South Jersey area, Voorhees area, check out Mansion on Main Street first. And what's the what's the CNJFO website, Teresa? I like to always say when you say it. It's CNJFO.org. Org. I be, uh, yes, O-R-G. Correct. And, you know, they're, they're very active, it's constantly cutting checks. They just cut a check for $5,000 right for FPC, right, at the SHOT Show. They, that right so and actually it might be dot com because when i looked up cnjfo dot org uh, the domain i don't know if it's active right now it might be you're looking out. at it wrong so let me double check that yeah, for you I'm, out, I'm done i'm a board trustee i ought to know that it's dot com i'm sorry it ha it um cnjfo yeah sorry about cnjfo.com guys yeah. yeah you guys just cut um, a check right Yes. So uh, with a lot of these fundraisers, it's great to give back, especially to the organizations who are fighting the cause for us. So we've given, uh, I think, $17,500 out. At first, we did uh, SAF when I went to GRPC. We've done FPC. Nick Wong just uh, gave it to their general counsel while he was out at SHOT Show. Um, ANJRPC, it was presented by Jack and Dave at the uh, at the annual meeting. Yep. Um, and so, yeah, and that I may be missing somebody, but um, it's, yeah, it's been great. So we've been able to fundraise and then give these funds uh, in support of litigation, in support of these cases. So we do support all of the groups who are grateful to them for coming to New Jersey because really, I mean, if it wasn't for the lawsuits, where would we, we be, you know? Um, and uh, the DC Project, uh, at, you know, Women for Gun Rights have filed amicus briefs in uh, several several cases, and including Bruin. And actually, why I wrote about it in the SCOTUS blog was because the DC Project uh, brief was cited by Justice Alito, and uh, you know it was just Im incredible. So I was able to write about that. I wasn't on the brief or anything, but I got to write an article in the SCOTUS blog about it, and it was really great to know that they are reading those briefs. They're reading those friends of the court briefs, right? So, um, yeah, absolutely. This is where fundraising goes to. It goes to support all of, uh, all of these these great cases. I love it. I love it. You guys are so active and putting your money where your mouth is. And uh, and again, what's your salary at CNJFO? How much? Do you <laughs> Zero. <laughs> Zero. <laughs> I, well, you know, we talk about this all the time. Everybody out there listening, it's because of volunteers like her 
that we get so much done. So what, what do you have to do? You have to open your wallet a little bit or purse and make some donations. And you have to continue to spread the word and educate people. We're, 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 we're the soldiers out there for the, the, the commanders, I, I'd like to call ourselves out there, getting the word out. So it's our job to continue to spread the word. That's, that's the most important part of it. And so <clears throat> you... Uh, You've written for SCOTUS blog and uh, you've obviously what, what were we on? The last thing we were on was Martha McCollum, right? The, in Fox News? Yes. Yes. We've done Martha McCollum and I did uh, Megan Kelly's show a couple of times actually. Um, and I, I think you were there for those too. Yes. So, we were there together. Yes. We were on Megan yeah. Kelly a few times. Alexander Rubian was on with us. Yes. Uh, yes. And uh, yeah. And then, but the last one, we didn't even know we were both on Martha McCollum's show. And no. uh, sadly, your late husband was, was there. That was the last time yes. I saw Rich. Yeah. Uh, that was Rich Einacker. And I had known Rich. Uh, I had met Rich before you because he took NRA classes from me in my Belleville yes. locations 125 yes. years ago. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yes. Uh, yeah. Thank you so much. He was he was a great it. guy. He, he sadly yeah. missed. Uh, yeah, died, you. unfortunately, I... too early, too young thank and you. uh, left a big hole in our community. And I'm sure in your household. So my condolences again, now that I have you on this public forum. You're welcome. Thank you. Appreciate so that. so talk to us from a woman's perspective. Uh, you know, let's say the majority of people listening to the show are men, which I hate. I wish it was 50-50. But so I'm a guy listening to the show and I'm listening to you and I'm trying to get my wife involved. I'm trying to get a female co-worker involved. I'm trying to get a girl involved. I'm trying to date or whatever. Give us some inside information, some inside track. How is the best way to go about doing these things? Play the victim card like you want to be prepared, hon. You want to protect the family. It, I know it's multifaceted, to but when you talk to women that are reluctant, uh, what angles do you use? Because we're always testosterone in the studio. So it's nice to have a little estrogen from time to time, even sure. though there's 84 genders. Let's see what we can do. Help us out here. <laughs> sure. So I think that it's helpful for uh, women to meet other women who are in this community. Right. I think it's um, it's unique and that we can bond with each other and we can share our experiences and even people who are um, against firearms or they don't want one in their in their home you can find some common ground with them when you say don't we all want the same thing don't we all want our children to be safe mm. we do that's actually something that we have in common even with the aunties is that we all want our children to be safe we all want our children um, to be protected we just has to go about obviously the solutions in a different way. So you try to find some common ground there and say, well, of course I want to be protected. And of course, you know, I, I want my children to be safe. So who has solutions for that? You know, how do we find some solutions for that? I think these ladies nights are really good. I know that one of our uh, ladies, Barbara Holstein had come up to gun for hire for one of your ladies nights and, and loved it, met a lot of great women. Um, I definitely think it is, it is good to find, you know, other female instructors. They're more comfortable with that. I mean, um, even my child who, uh, just took her driving lessons, as you mentioned before, she asked if she could, uh, she asked if she could be in the car with a female instructor. She feels more comfortable if she's going to be alone somewhere in a closed space with a person, she felt more comfortable having a female instructor. So there's something about that that brings us some comfort. And of course it's not everybody, you know, but there are many women who will feel a, another level of comfort with that. Um, and this is why I usually would refer, you know, Melissa Dini, uh, to people people uh, because she has, you know, again, you know, the female perspective and another female instructor with her. Uh, so that's a good start. I also think that um, if they join some of, you know, some of the activities that we do with Women for Gun Rights, which is .org, by the way, it's womenforgunrights.org, um, they they can see that we are normal people. We are moms just like them. You know, we we have, take care of our kids. We're the Girl Scout mom. You know, we're driving them back and forth to, to activities. We are exactly the same people. You know, we have everyday lives. We're not, you know, we're portrayed as criminals and villains, obviously, uh, out there. And once they get to know you a little bit and they bond, they realize how much we have in common. I think they would be more excited about getting involved. So, um they can just follow our newsletter. I mean, they don't have to even do anything right away. Uh, you know, not everybody's called to be an activist, but even, you know, just follow the newsletter and see what good kind of things we're doing. 
uh, that we have people and women for gun rights of all walks of life and who specialize in many different things. You know, there, there's, um, you know, we're the fastest growing demographic of gun owners and we're acknowledging that, you know, we definitely have a unique voice. We like to meet with our legislators on a state and a federal level and to show them, you know, reveal the face of the Second Amendment, as we say, to show them uh, what the what Second Amendment, what gun owners look like, right? We like to break stereotypes. We like to tell them what the impacts of their laws are going to be on us. So, you know, I'm a single parent and I live in the woods. So uh, by myself, I don't have somebody else here. And now I'm down to a 10 round magazine and God forbid I have multiple people trying to break in my house at night. What my perspective might be a little bit different than someone else's who has a spouse there, who's also going to be, you know, defending at the door. So it's, it forces them really the reality to, understand that we're more vulnerable group um you know we're more likely to be victimized and we face a lot of challenges that they seem to forget about so you know uh well we just had the last ladies night and it was sold out two weeks ago and more and more i'm seeing male members coming up with their wife and their sister or their cousin and bringing them in and wavering them up and introducing them to me and dropping them off for the dinner and then going to shoot and going to the gun store or just hanging out or whatever. So that's that I commend those guys for, for doing that, you know, like that. So what, what that tells me is for, for months and weeks, they've been telling them, you got to go to this ladies night thing. You got, you know what I mean? Like getting them, getting them revved up for it and then actually driving them up and bringing them up and introducing them to the, uh, to the culture. And, and that's what we need. We need, we need more of that. Like you said, uh, just breaking the ice and, and talking to people. Listen, you are the fastest growing demographic. And it's, it's very, you know, when the moms get pissed off, there's no turning back. Let's face it. <laughs> yeah. And uh, your voices as moms carry more weight than men. Men tend to destroy stuff and blow stuff up. Women tend to protect things. Would you agree, Sandy, from a from a pers- biological perspective? Absolutely. Yeah. So I also agree with the fact that bringing someone there really helps. I'm, you know, I'm thinking while you guys are talking about my wife, who is, you know, she's pre- pretty, uh, uh, you know, shy. And uh, <clears throat> she and I have both been known to drive up to a place uh, and not even go in and turn around and leave. I've done that. Just, just because, you know, we just don't want to meet new people, whatever. And having somebody to introduce you and, and break that ice for you, I think that's really a, a major thing for some people. Yeah, I com- I commend th- those guys. And it's happened a bunch of times. And the last couple of times, it's, it, we've had people come up from Vineland. Yeah. All right. I, that was last week or the week before show. I talked about it. His, his name was Chris. He brought his, his wife and his sister from Vineland. Mm-hmm. They drove all the way up from exit three on the turnpike. You know, they drove like 85 miles to come for the ladies night. And yeah. like and then he hung out all night. Like he, he hung out for like three hours while they were doing their thing in the gun store. I hope he spent a lot of money while he was in there, too. This way we killed two birds with one stone. <laughs> uh, so so Teresa, also like one of my listeners, Mike uh, Candido from J. Moore Mechanical. He gave me a magazine, the January issue of NEA Today, which is the New Jersey uh, Education Association, the teachers union. Basically, uh, this can change. Educators take on gun violence. <clears throat> and about the 30 pages in the magazine addresses gun violence. Two paragraphs addra- address the mental health issue. Everything else is about gun control. Does that right. surprise you? No, no, it doesn't surprise me at all. And it's very interesting because in my experience with women for gun rights going to D.C., we mingle with women from other states. And, of course, free states, you can imagine it's a very different perspective. You know, there's uh, Faster Saves Lives, which is a program where they train teachers uh, to carry. They train them to be prepared to protect in the classrooms. This is something that, you know, forget it would never happen in New Jersey. Or maybe someday it will, but part of the part of the project is also getting just um, some training and tourniquets in each classroom because you know that's a, a function of it. And 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 maybe in our state they'll be able to actually you know agree to that. But sometimes when they see that it's something good that's uh, sponsored by a firearms related um, 
you know, organization, they're not interested in even listening nope. or talking to us nope. about it. Nope. So um, they're, uh, you know, obviously I disagree with their position here on that. And, uh, you know, I would love to see teachers prepared to protect. You know, I, obviously I, I do have my carry permit in New Jersey and I drive my daughter, you know, to school every day and I cannot carry um, when I'm going there. Obviously, when I'm going to her tennis games, I cannot carry. So I have to leave it at home. And, uh, you know, the teachers who work or, you know, other custodial staff or whomever that works on the property, you know, all day long, they're not able to defend themselves. So, uh, you know, I would like to see things change and be as they are successful in other states. And, you know, let's face it, we have a lot of work to do there. Um, but just digging their heels in and saying, you know, ignoring the mental health issue, you know, ignoring uh, how long it takes for police to respond and that sort of thing. And, uh, you know, let's not even, uh, you, you know, with Uvalde and how long that took and what a debacle it was. and. Ugh how critical the response was there. Uh, I worry about it, of course, every day when I send my child to school. Who doesn't? Every mother does. Every mother does, including gun owners. And it's frustrating knowing that we know what the solution to that is, that I want my child protected at all times. If you're going to have an armed guard for a politician, then I want my child defended just as well. You know, uh, 40, well said, 40 years ago, mass shootings didn't exist and guns mm -hmm. were prolific as well. So we've discussed this ad nauseum on the show, yeah. what's changed yeah. and whatever it is, has changed, whether it's psychological, whether it's drugs, whether it's this, we're no, we're not still not addressing that because no. we're not allowed to address it because that's the big money people, the donors and the lobbyists and everything. So all we're allowed to address is the gun violence issue. We're not allowed to the over prescribing. We, there's a pill for everything now. Uh, we don't talk about that. We don't talk about the violence in the media, the violence on TV, the violence in video games, uh, the breakdown of the family. You know, we don't talk about any of this. You know what our state is worried about? Like they won't let us teach Eddie Eagle classes for free to kids. But yesterday, Governor Murphy signed a bill into law. Every government agency now has to offer all of their materials for customers, print, video, everything in seven languages. That's the priority. Seven languages. Learn the language of the country that you're living in, like my grandparents did. Seven yeah. languages. It's ridiculous. Well, you know, Teresa, you were talking about free states, and, and I was just thinking about, you know, I've been living in on the Gulf Coast in Alabama now for almost 11 months. And the our town has uh, the high school has a not only a rifle team but a pistol team, as wow. do pretty much every high school uh, in the county, uh, and they compete with one another and advertise it, and it is just as popular as football or basketball. Well, maybe not as popular as football in the south, but um, it's 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 a popular sport, and people do go see it, and they do go watch. And they participate in it. And it is so uh, diametrically opposed to what you would find attitude-wise in New Jersey. And, and you're so shocked. Um, I've talked about even applying for a carry permit here where I did it online. Uh, Alabama is a constitutional carry state. But for the reciprocity... I applied online at 9 o'clock on a Wednesday night to the sheriff's office. Uh, 9 o'clock the next morning, I get a phone call from the sheriff saying, listen, your permit's ready. Do you want us to mail it to you or you want to come pick it up? And yeah. literally overnight, it was processed. So uh, compare that to how long it takes to even get a, per, a carry permit and to, to get a, an FFL, uh, an FFL, to get a, a uh, FID card in New Jersey. Yeah, they, that's because they hate us. It's yes. by design. Yeah. It, it really is. Are, yeah, are we I think... Have, go, ahead, go ahead, please. Oh, I agree. I think that, you know, culture has a lot to do with how we're treated mm. uh, by the law, right, essentially. And, you know, in other states, it's part of the of the culture, you know, conservation, 
competitive sports, hunting, self-defense. These are all things that they're are part of their culture and they teach their children young and it's, you know, it continues throughout their lives. And for some reason, there's a grip on the culture here that, um, you know, gun owners are just conflated with criminals. And part of, part of that is through language where they're always using the terms like gun violence, right? Mm-hmm. There's, they never just say violence. And sometimes I'll ask them, why are you okay with other forms of violence? We're against all forms of violence. Why are you only against gun violence, as you call it? So a part of it is like these little subliminal things they do in the culture to gun violence. Um, you know, they, they just conflate us with criminals. And, and it is a cultural thing. So I think we sort of have a blind spot for that, that we need. How do we influence the culture into understanding that? This is part of our heritage. These things can be used in competitive sports. Um, you know, people pass this tradition down, you know, f- from generation to generation. It seems like we miss, I don't know, we're not really, we don't really have a hook on that. You know what I mean? So You can I, kill someone just as dead with a baseball bat or a hammer. Absolutely. We say this all the time, evil is not going away. And, right. You know, right. and as long as there's evil, there will be evil things done by evil people. But the problem is we don't address that. We're right. just addressing the tool right. that's the most common used tool right now or the easiest accessible tool or the, a tool that, that can be used, you know, so easily, which would be a firearm. That's where they really address. Can we are we ready for a break, Sand? We are. All right, Therese, hold on for a second while I go through my rigmarole here. Uh, MYTAC Defense, mytacdefense.com. Use Gun for Hire, one word, for 15% off your monthly membership of $35. Peter Tillum uh, has this organization where it's a legal defense fund. It's the only one that is allowed in the state of New York. If you carry a gun, you carry a knife, or you just live in New York, you should own uh, you should be a member of MY Tac Defense. If you live in the other 49 states, U.S. Law Shield, uslawshield.com. Use gun for hire, one word in the code. John Petrolino, Decoding Firearms. He's going to be on the show uh, early February, Sandy, because he's launching his new product review uh, test uh, site where he'll be testing products and reviewing them. Uh, Crime Proof, Think Like a Criminal and Beat Them at Their Own Game is available at uh Amazon, the same as Decoding Firearms, Kindle, and of course, the Gun for Hire Pro Shop. My doctor, uh, Optimal Health Wellness NJ, Optimal Health Wellness NJ, Concierge Medicine for a few hundred dollars a month. Uh, no more waiting in stinky doctor's offices. <laughs> Obviously, to support the juniors, the youth, Lake Island Rifle and Pistol Club in Carteret is looking for junior rifle members 12 to 18 years of age to learn firearm safety and to compete in small bore and air rifle competition. Their website is lakeis.org. Aberdeen Guns and Ammo uh, in Monmouth County. Go see John Zeller and Vin. Their feet are probably killing them because they were at the SHOT Show last week. I was not at the SHOT Show. Uh, don't forget our fellows over there at news number two, letter A.com, news2a.com. Tune in. Varsity Firearms Podcast by John Valenti. Don't forget about that. Stanstroke.biz. We're approaching uh, almost 500 businesses, products, and services. CNJFO is 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 on Stanstroke.biz. Uh, somebody texted me the other day. They're looking for a pizzeria. They couldn't find it. I sent them the link. It was uh, Songy Napoli. I was Michael Apresina, by the way, was looking for that. Uh, just so you guys know, we're taping a special episode 663, which will be out next Sunday. It's going to be called Guns and Moses, and it's going to be uh, post-October uh, 7th and beyond. How many Jewish people have gone out to get guns after they realized their governments could care less about their protection? I will be the Second Amendment advocate. Uh, Dr. Jonathan Lewin will be on as well, and uh, anti-gun Richard F. McMahon from Montclair will be on, and also Yali Elkin, community security team member, and uh, Rabbi Schreier and Rabbi uh, Shea Tehan will be on the show. It's going to be a roundtable for one hour. It should be interesting. Guns and Moses. So that should be interesting. Again, reaching out to every demographic possible because everyone deserves the right to protect themselves and their family, and it is a God-given right. Would you agree, Teresa? Yes, I would. 
Uh, so anyway, and you know, uh, we've just seen an explosion of people buying guns post October seventh, obviously, and uh, it's it hasn't it hasn't been the greatest thing in the world. I have a couple of learning things. Let's see what I have here because I'd like to have Teresa get into uh, some of it too. So Teresa, you mentioned you live out in the country. So 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 Don DeCase here, he sent me one. Uh, hope this. Uh, this finds you well, he wrote. Um, if you read this on the air, oh, I forget it. I got to skip it. He wants me to read it anonymous. Can you imagine these bastards? <laughs> oh, my God. <laughs> no, well, I didn't say his name. I didn't say where it was. I didn't say anything. I'll, I'll say it next week with a different name. So Mike, Mike Candido. <laughs> yeah, I'll disguise it. <laughs> So Mike Candido asked me this question. Listen to this, Teresa. You're going to love this. I'm a boat owner and also have my carry permit, thanks to Gun for Hire. As you know, I haven't seen any rules or law guidance on carrying while boating. Are they the same rules as carrying in your car? And what happens offshore in international waters or if I wander into, let's say, New York waters when fishing? Appreciate if you could find out. So I email Evan Knappen. Fifteen minutes later, he calls me up. We're discussing he's lost a ton of weight. He's doing really well. All his numbers and markers are great. God bless him. We're talking. He, he goes, so a car is a vehicle and a boat is, he goes, oh, shit. This is the judge on the phone. I got to take it. And I haven't heard from him since. Oh, no. <laughs> yeah, so I don't have the answer yet If you, as a boat owner. So I'm waiting for that. Evan, I need the answer. If, if you want, Evan, answer it on your show. It doesn't matter. I just We need the answer for people. Can they carry on a boat? I know a lot of our listeners have uh, those holes in the water they call boats. <laughs> Rich Ford wanted to chime in also. A lot of people are concerned if you're having a medical emergency or you have an accident while you're carrying a gun. So he was, uh, you know, Rich Ford, we know this happened to him. October 10th, he took an angle grinder to the face. And uh, basically, he, you know, they took the ambulance, took him to Overlook Hospital, and he had blood pouring from his face. And he wasn't thinking about the pistol that was on his body until he was a block away from the hospital. And then he had this, oh, shit moment. You know what I mean? He's like, oh, my God, uh, what am I going to do with my gun? So he basically, when they got to the hospital, uh, he talked to the receptionist and a security officer came down and he went behind the desk and he opened his safe and they put the gun in, you know, uh, they, they told him that he has a permit to carry a gun and he told him that, you know, what he, what he, what he should do. And he said, he said, I have two options. I could go up to the security office myself on the fifth floor and secure it in a lockbox that they have there, or I could give it to him to secure it for me and I could retrieve it after I am discharged. Still dealing with facial lacerations, I decided it was a little more important than anything else and decided to give my gun to him. We went into a bathroom nearby and I unloaded the pistol and handed it to him with chambered, you know, and took the chamber, the round out of the chamber and the two magazines. He put it in his belt and he carried it away. After I was discharged, I went up to the security office, showed my ID, described the gun. The officer there opened up the box and handed me a gun and two mags as well as the loose round. He did ask that I do not load the loose round until I was off hospital property. Months later, I was at Knappen's event at the range and asked the U.S. Law Shield guy that was there. He's not a lawyer. And he said I made an illegal transfer. But I stayed a little longer and Evan himself said that what I did was totally legal. So you see you get different answers from everybody. But uh, there, it's kind of fluid here. Teresa, as, as a lawyer, so, you know, you're with your daughter and, you know, God forbid you trip and hit your head and they, you know, you hit your head hard and you have your gun on you, you know, you have to worry about this in New Jersey because sure as shit, if New Jersey, if the AG could find a way to charge you, they're going to charge you, right? Absolutely. Absolutely. I mean, this is the peril of these sensitive places, right? Mm -hmm. Is that they really are ignoring the challenges of everyday life. They're so uh, hell bent on whatever ideology that, you know, they're trying to, they're just against guns and that's it. And it's like, they're not taking into account that we're real with real lives that face things every day um and it it does seem like a personal attack right because so now rich has to slow down the treatment that he's going to be getting because he's worried about what he's going to do with his firearms so uh, you know I, I you know i definitely think that um you know you'll you'll have to live your life every day you know you do the best that you can you have to follow it's ever changing right and you have that great chart that this out on the syndicate there it's on um you know on the uh, pinned stuff in the files you know where you can and can't carry and you have to follow that you have to be a member of you know 
of the groups and keep following that. If you have a question and you're a member of ANJRPC, you call them. If you have a question, I refer people all the time to U.S. Law Shield or ANJRPC because everybody's circumstances are different, right? Um, you know, the boat owner is the boat their home, you know, that sort of thing. I don't know, and I can't wait to hear what uh, Evan has to say. So you absolutely, you know, need to keep up with it. Um, yeah. It's a shame because you, you care about the, I care about Rich. What happened to his face? He's at the ER and he's got blood coming out of his face and he suffered this accident, which I'm sure is very upsetting. And here he has to spend this energy worrying about getting jammed up right. and how to handle this. And I just, I feel like there's no compassion for us. That's for sure. No, they hate us. Once you realize they hate us, it all makes sense. <laughs> yes. And I will add that I've since seen Rich Ford since his, his face is healed and he's actually cuter. Now, okay, seriously, there's people that pay for work like that. He's actually much cuter. All right. Uh, here's, here's one. While reviewing my community's Facebook page, something I recommend everyone do, I was made aware that a few cars were burglarized in the driveway of a house not far from me. I then began reviewing my home surveillance videos. I was quickly able to determine the time and direction that the perpetrator traveled. I was also able to determine the, that other vehicles had been involved and the owners not yet aware. I contacted the police department and an officer came out to take a report and review the footage. I pointed out that the suspect avoided a house that was well lit, quickly departed from a neighboring house when the motion lights came on and then moved on to houses that had no exterior lights and had and several others on down the street. I pointed out that the suspect avoided my motion lights as he attempted to enter. So I suspect that he's familiar with the area. Fortunately, he didn't avoid the security cameras. All this took place in less than 30 minutes prior to me leaving for work in the early morning. This is why situational awareness is important for everyone. Correct. Imagine walking out on a, a robbery in progress. Yeah. He goes, so the takeaway from this is lock your doors, have exterior lights, have security cam uh, cameras, follow your community on social media, have ring cameras as well, and be able to receive community alerts on the app. I also recommend dashboard cameras on your cars and the vehicle and have your vehicle backed in the driveway as this will provide more surveillance. The information provided in your book, Crime Proof, actually works. Your friend in a two-way fight. Listen, it all helps. So, Teresa, you you live out in the woods. You know, you yes. again, criminals look for the easier target. If your house has security lights and cameras and stuff, there's a, a far less chance they're going to uh, break into your house and maybe share some security tips with the listeners on what you do in your everyday traveling and sleeping in your home and everything. If you, if, if possible. Oh, absolutely. I, I have cameras on all my doors, of course, um, that I can review the video. I have motion lights, uh, make sure everything's locked before I go to bed at night, you know? Um, and I, I, think that I sleep with one ear open. I haven't slept well for many years now. And part of that is because I feel like I'm listening for everything. So, you know, we, it's really like the wild animals out here. I live in the Pine Barrens and sometimes you'll hear these blood curdling screams, you know, like 10 years ago, I heard this scream and I thought a woman was being murdered. This is, well, it was actually a, a, a vixen's call. It was a fox oh. screaming out. And if you YouTube what a vixen's call is on, fo uh, uh, you know, on the red fox, you'll understand why it's this horrid screaming. And so I remember when that first happened, I was like on high alert. I had a dog at the time and, and I went out there and I was like, should I call the police? You know, what should I do? Like, I honestly didn't know what it was. So we have some crazy animals out here. I've had coyotes in my yard. Um, you know, I had a deer, you know, charge me in my yard one time. Hey. So you never know, like, you know, yes, definitely other humans can be a threat to you, but uh, wild animals can also be a threat to you as well. So, um, you know, I'm definitely aware of, of the animal angle on that one here. Uh, and I've gotten used to what those noises are and what's normal. So definitely uh <laughs> it's it's a challenge yeah if you look up vixen's call and you and you listen to it you'll understand it's like a 
blood curdling <laughs> scream. scream. It is. It is. So I used to oh, have a goodness. fox that lived on the property, and I also had a screech owl. So between the two of them, <laughs> it was just great. Yeah. Oh God, that's funny. Yeah, once you know what they are, then you're like, oh, okay, yeah. all right, they're doing their they're doing their thing, and I love that. You know, I love nature so it's it's cool but when it first happens and you don't know what it is boy that'll wake you up believe me <laughs> here, here here's a great letter i just got this from wes williamson i just wanted to say thank you for doing exactly what i knew you would do at the range i recently sent a co-worker and his wife who were newbies to the shooting uh, to the shooting sports to the range to get some instruction. I believe their instructor was John P. They were blown away by the instruction they received and how comfortable they were made to feel. Initially, they were just planning on shooting a pistol, but they were talked into also shooting an AR, which they loved. He couldn't thank me enough for recommending Gun for Hire, and both Tim and his wife said they are definitely going to make it a regular thing. Thank you, Anthony and staff. You guys are the best. Wes. Uh, again, each one reach one. Wes, next time, bring them to the range. Don't just send them to the range. Stop slacking here, okay? See that? I turned that positive into a negative, and I browbeat him. I like that. Uh, thank you. And send me Stella Doro cookies. Oh, as far as the, uh, the the guys' night out, we had another sold-out event. We had uh, pasta and paisans, nice. um, and we had a catered event. And Vinny Gallo, also known as Callo, what can I say? Yet another amazing event. Food was absolutely delicious. Great talking to you. Thanks for everything. Hopefully the next event will be before or on St. Patrick's Day. Hint, hint, Matt, St. Patrick's Day event. Whatever you want to do, let me know. We'll, we'll do an event. So I, I think that would be great. You know, Teresa, we have the... Uh, after your event in the fall, we have the NRA banquet on October 2nd at the Tides Estate in North Halden. And John Acapinti wants to have an area set up where the uh, two-way groups are uh, there, you know, uh, signing people up and educating. So I want you to reach out to him, FOD1 at optonline.net, and we'll have a representative from your group uh, at the dinner that night. Excellent. This way they can get a shout out and uh, they can also hand out, you know, brochures and, you know, maybe we'll hand out the brochures. I'll walk around and hand them out to all the women um, that are attending the NRA dinner. It's amazing. The list of donors. John, send me a new list of donors uh, that you have for the dinner. It's October 2nd at the Tides Estate in Halden. Uh, I will I will call them all out when I get new bullet points. And also, uh, I'm, I think I'm the keynote speaker that night. And, uh, John, you will be on the show uh, in a couple of weeks or months. It's too soon yet. I want more donors to come on. Anybody who donates to the dinner, anybody who participates in the dinner, you're going to get free plugs on Gun For Hire Radio. So I'm going to wait a few more weeks or a month or two to uh to have john acapinti on to talk about it but anybody who wants tickets wants to donate wants to anything fod1 at optonline.net please uh last plug before we go back to Teresa here valentine's day wednesday the 14th at gun for hire from 5 to 8 p.m uh, we're going to have an event where you get uh, a support package for two, professional instruction, ear protection, targets, range time, two firearms rentals, uh, and maybe a little gift or something like that. We do this every year, and we sell out the tickets every year. This year, it's a maximum of 30 couples, so it's a Valentine's Day event, and uh, you can see it. It's on the homepage of the uh, gunforhire.com site it's also it's cnjfo.com cnjfo.com and it's womenforgunrights.org womenforgunrights.org and uh, teresa can be found on twitter and it's at teresa inacker i-n-a-c-k-e-r teresa have you been blocked by shannon watts from every town Oh, yes. Yeah, many Me years too. ago. <laughs> Me too. Years ago. Me too. Many years ago. I got into it with her. Uh, it was at, the, I think, at the 2018 um, rally we had in Trenton. I was a speaker there. And, you know, I said, hey, mom's man, you don't speak for us. There were a bunch of them out there going to something else, wearing their red shirts. And I remember saying that she does not speak for, for us. You know, she does not speak for me. And somehow she got a hold of the video and we started having added out on Twitter and then she blocked me, of course. So, um, yeah, <laughs> we've been blocked for a while, but I did have it out with her at least one to one yeah, on had, there. That she was attacked fun. me and blocked me as well. So yeah. many years ago yeah. as well. 
that was my old Twitter account with 70,000 followers. I lost that uh, because of the, the woke thing. Now my, I have about 1,000 followers on my Twitter. I don't even care anymore because uh, we're con I'm constantly getting dinged on Facebook and Instagram and whatever. They're just, there's so many angles they're trying to suppress us. That's why, that's why belonging to grassroots organizations and listening to podcasts and being, if you're on Facebook to be a member of the New Jersey Firearms uh, Owner Syndicate, you know, CNJFO, NJ2AS, ANJRPC, FPC, SAF, GOA, all of these organizations, again, for a few hundred dollars a year, you could be a member of all of these organizations. And Teresa before talked about how you could just, you know, you could just sign up for the free newsletters and be a cheap bastard if you want. But like <laughs> Wes, Wes Williamson, your people that just got into shooting and they liked it, buy them an associate membership to yep. CNJFO. Buy him a membership to ANJRPC as a welcome to our, uh, you know, welcome to our family type of thing for 40 bucks. And now they could be, they'll, they'll ask you a lot less questions also because those, <laughs> those organizations will send out information to answer those questions. Great angle, right, Teresa? Absolutely. And with Women for Gun Rights, um, you can just join and it'll ask if you want to be involved. Just get the newsletter if you want to donate right on their landing page. And there's no fee at all. There's no membership fee. You just join up. And if you're interested in getting involved and you click that, they'll refer it to me as the New Jersey State Director and we'll welcome you. We actually have a community uh, where we, you know, we do some work behind the scenes trying to get uh, schedule appointments with our representatives and then we schedule as a group together and whoever can go, we'll go see our assembly people and our state senators and it's wonderful. We'll train you on how to handle those um, interviews with them and we, you know, for the people who vote you know, in favor of our rights, we thank them for that. We go out and actually meet with them and say thank you for supporting Second Amendment rights. And for those who don't, we try to educate them as to why they should change their position. So um, it's been very interesting. We've met with uh, aunties and uh, pro, and they do. Somehow I'm kind of surprised that they actually will meet and talk to us. And uh, sometimes they'll tell you they didn't know that, you know, or whatever, that, you know, you need to be an eligible person to conduct a transfer anyway, you know, kind of thing. And, oh, well, I didn't know that. Well, then why did you sponsor the bill that required somebody to do a, a, a NICS check now, you know, right? <laughs> or whatever, you know, um, they don't know the law. They don't know the law, but they try to make new ones. And so we try to educate them on what it is. You know, a lot of them don't know. They've never gone through uh, the ID card process, but yet they want to change it. It's like, well, I, I'd like to see you go through that process and we'll help you. Um, we had a an anti-assembly woman here in the Burlington County area who actually, you know, talked to us, which was great you know i i give them you know kudos for that that they'll actually speak with us and uh melissa dini had even offered for her to come and, and see what it's like to conduct business you know and her in legacy uh if she wanted to sit and see what it was like to go through all the paperwork and everything that's done um on a daily basis just offer to educate them on what that's like because mm, these are the point. people that are making the laws and affecting your lives and they don't even know the first thing they don't know the first thing about it. It's it's scary, really. But that, um, well, that's by design because the people mm -hmm. with the money behind them they yep. introduce these bills and they they only tell them a half truth and they get on a bandwagon and they push it. It was like that journalist a long time ago that wrote the article that he bought a gun and it was so easy he just went online and ordered it and bought it and then he couldn't do the second part of the article because he tried to just go pick it up when it got delivered to the gun store and they said where's your FID card where's your pistol permit uh uh uh, uh. he didn't have any of that right. but you want to you want to talk about optics and leverage guys everybody out there listening 30 organized educated women showing up at the state house has stronger optics and more leverage mm -hmm. than 30,000 men showing up yep 30 women over 30,000 men. I'm telling you right now yeah. because the moms carry the most weight. And there's women out there that aren't moms, but you, you know what I'm saying. I don't want to offend anybody. Females carry more weight. They're, they're, society overall looks at women as more level-headed, more educated. Uh, you know what I mean? Which more they are. are you know. Which they are. But, 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 but we know guys are more emotional when it comes to – we just want to break shit. Let's face it, you know? <laughs> <laughs> it's true. It's it's true. It, it it really is true. And uh, 
listen, look at the difference. If you watch a video of a man cooking breakfast for his kids or a woman cooking breakfast for his kids, okay? Pretty much you're on your own. When, when I was a kid, if my mother wasn't at home, we were on our own. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. Okay, you know what I mean? So we, we were on our own. My father would be like, go make whatever, whatever you want. You want a bowl of coleslaw at 6.30 in the morning? Have at it. Yeah, pretty much. So, Anthony, uh, Women Tough. for Gun Rights, we're the countervisual to Mom's Demand, right? We have the teal shirts. I don't yes. know if people have seen us with the teal shirts. If they're interested in getting a teal shirt, uh, they can go on the Women for Gun Rights webpage or they can reach out to me. We can get teal shirts or hoodies to them. And at any time that we have to go to a committee when there's testimony, we can bring those teal shirts and, uh, you know, help people get those shirts so that we're the countervisual to these red shirt you know the red coats basically um the moms demand they also have a lot of guys that will wear those shirts and we've also had some men who have been willing to wear the teal shirts with us so absolutely you know look for us in the teal shirts the next time there's something uh going on in trenton i have a challenge women for gun women for gun Teresa, if you could get me a picture that I can post on the internet of Tony Simon wearing a cropped cut <laughs> women's gun rights teal shirt, I will make a five hundred dollar donation to women for gun rights. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm on this. I'm all over this. Okay. Everybody out there want to share this and share this show with Tony because I'm waiting for him to contact me to be on the show. So I want him to wear a teal shirt, cut crop in the bathtub. Okay. I don't oh, want it, now you're I, no, 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 no. Just cut crop. I don't want it tied in the front. I don't want it. It doesn't have to be tied in the front. Just crop cut. Teal oh, no. shirt. Uh, he listen. He's the two A bunny, right? He's That's the right. Love bunny out there, pound yep. for pound, yes. the largest firearms instructor out there. I need that picture, <laughs> and I cut a five hundred dollar check to women for gun rights. Oh, I'm, I'm on this. I see this challenge, and Tony has been a great supporter for us. He'll he's always it. at he's our fundraisers. He will. Yep. Yeah. And, and, you know, he's been a great supporter of us. He always comes to our fundraisers. So people should come out if they want to meet him, too. You know, this is a great chance to just mix and mingle and talk to everybody. Please, everybody uh, support this. Reach out to Tony. Anybody else, when they see this picture, I would appreciate if they made a $5 or $10 donation Absolutely. or maybe made a donation in a name, if you're a male, for a female in your family to get them on the newsletter and just make a $25 or $50 or $10 donation to womenforgunrights.org. I am uh, shuffling things around. This might be the first time I'm going to one of the D.C. Project Women for Gun Rights fundraisers, by the way. Uh, I just been, I, I yeah, for like three years I was dealing with health issues and stuff, you know, yeah. so uh, but I'm, I'm almost much better now. No, I'm not. Yes, I am. Be quiet. I'm on the radio. <laughs> uh, so anyway, uh, I'm getting I'm getting much better. Uh, so I would like to uh, support it. And Rosie out there, I'm thinking about you. You better get up here and pick up these 18 goodie bags for the hog hunt because I need an update on a few things. Uh, if you don't know who Dave Rosenthal is, uh, Teresa, can you tell everybody who David, a.k.a. Rosie Rosenthal is? Absolutely. Dave is known as Rosie. He is a vice president of CNJFO and one of the original founding board, uh, you know, board members. So he is our very active Blackwire media uh, author and poster of things. So for the most part, what you see out on Facebook, he's written those articles. So he's pushing out the news and that sort of thing. And uh, yeah, Rosie's, he's, uh, you know, always gathering up the swag from your place and we appreciate mm -hmm. all the swag that you get for us I, I greatly appreciate your support over the years and everything pheasant hunts and hog hunts and you know fundraisers and it would be awesome if you could come down to this fundraiser i would absolutely love that so i'm on it i'm on it i'm on it i'm working on it now the other thing is rosie puts about four hundred thousand miles a year on his car going to as many events as he possibly can to set up us as CNJFO's wares. And he's also constantly driving around to pick up and drop off donations for all the events. So uh, he's up here all the time. Uh, he was just up here a week ago. We had a long conversation and now he's coming up uh, this week to pick up 18 uh, goodie bags. During this show, while we're taping the show, Teresa emailed Marvin and myself because uh, he wants to know when he can come pick up the 18 donations. So he's he's, nice. he's the man. Yeah, he's, he's, he's great at what he does. Another one that... Uh, draws a huge salary 
uh, off of this. 0.0 per year. It doesn't even get gas money. Uh, but this is what we do because it's our calling in life. And we're trying to get as many people get the word out for but as many people out there. So, again, uh, support those who support you. So, Teresa, let's let's go through before Sandy cuts us off summarily. Go through a list of contacts, uh, web pages, what people can do, et cetera, et cetera, please. Absolutely. So we've mentioned it before, cnjfo.com. I wanted to make sure that I actually had the right uh, extension there. And womenforgunrights.org. You can check us out. And if you do give donations or uh, sign up for anything, just put a little note in there for New Jersey, NJ, so that we know it's specific for that. You can find me um, out on Instagram. I'm Teresa.Einacker. Twitter, as Anthony mentioned, Teresa Einacker is one word. We also have DC Project New Jersey out on Instagram. Facebook and Twitter, you can find us. And Women for Gun Rights also has socials out there. So greatly appreciate the support, everybody. Yes. Uh, so make sure you get that shirt ordered for Tony. And I want a crop cut. <laughs> and, uh, I, I am on it. I love okay. this. <laughs> and uh, I'll bring the check down to the uh, to the uh, the dinner. That's awesome. That's a very generous offer. So challenge accepted. <laughs> Sandy, you have anything else? No, I do not. <clears throat> Alyssa, I'm waiting for you to contact me. Anyway, go ahead. Go ahead, Sandy. Wrap it up. Thank you, Teresa. Thanks for having me. You're the best. Anytime you want to come back on, just email info at Gun for Hire. Well, Teresa, thank you very much for being on and for everything that you do. Looks like you've wasted yet another perfectly good hour listening to Gun For Hire Radio. Gun For Hire Radio is a kind of think media production. The music is in its broadcast is managed by Cosmo Music, New York, New York. On behalf of our show host, Master Trainer Anthony Calandro, author of Crime Proof, Think Like a Criminal and Beat Them at Their Own Game, which a reader had to mention uh, this week, uh, which is still available at... Uh, great bookstores and the gun shop bookshop gun range known as gun for hire where anthony frequents from time to time we love you guys uh from the shadows of the new york city skyline and the gulf shores of alabama where we are preparing now for mardi gras it's just one big party after the other and today's uh, great uh, gumbo and alabama slammer festival which i am headed to right after the show Don't we love you care. <laughs> we love you guys. God willing, Jesus tarries in the batteries. Hold that. We will see you again next week. <laughs>